0: Welcome to the Tiara's Tears and Triumphs show, a safe place for women to heal and grow, where we discover our value, share our tears as we go through the hard times and rise up as we become empowered to meet our challenges head on. A quick question before we dive into today's show. Do you ever wish you had more confidence to stand up for yourself? and do you wish that you had the courage to face the things that you are scared of now i'm not talking about putting your safety at risk to achieve this i am talking about getting proactive in addressing the challenges you are going through maybe you can relate to this and you too wish you had the resources to help you become strong and empowered enough to get your life back on the right track. Maybe you're afraid that help and support is out of your reach. That's why I wanted to make things super easy for you. So I've put together a couple of offers to help you get started. You can access these offers easily by going to www.sandyj.com.au. On today's episode, I have the lovely Kathy Bergstrom, who is a facilitator for groups of women who have come out the other side of abuse and are looking to connect with other women who are open to working on healing from their past. Kathy went through the Mending the Soul program herself to work through her own experiences in her past with different forms of abuse at different times in her life. She was so inspired by what she learned in the program and how it helped her work through mending herself after all that she had been through that she trained to become a facilitator in the program. She has an absolute heart of gold and loves running her small groups to help other women find a path to healing from the hurt that they have been through. Kathy has been through so much. Her courage in using her experience to help others is truly inspirational. In this conversation, we openly share our trials, our tears and our triumphs. In this episode we dig deep about so many issues and observations about abuse and recovery. We talk about the benefits of group therapy and connecting with women who have been through similar experiences. We explore how important it is to reach out to get some support. Kathy is as i said truly inspirational i am forever grateful to her for sharing her experiences on this podcast if you live in the united states and you are feeling alone about what you are going through when you have come out the other side of an abusive relationship and you would like to connect with other women you can contact kathy via facebook on the link I will leave in the episode notes if you live outside of America and you would like to participate in a support group and can't find one to connect with it might be helpful to contact a free domestic violence counseling service in your country and ask them if they know of women's therapy groups you might be able to connect with and Just a quick note about the sound on this recording. Kathy's volume is lower than mine because of some technical difficulties. Sorry about the imbalance on the sound levels. Hope this does not get in the way of what is otherwise a very precious conversation. I hope that you enjoy this talk with this lovely woman and that this interview inspires you To rise and shine just a caution if you feel unsafe at any time please stop listening you can come back anytime you are in a safe place to listen to the rest of the podcast your safety is the most important thing to consider Hello Cathy Bergstrom. Thank you so much for being on the show today. I am really, really eager to dive into our chat today. I'm so, so happy that we found each other. It just feels so good to connect with other women like you who have been through the thick and the thin of it, I suppose, in, in life. You've had a good life, but you've also had a, a big wake-up call, which, you know, I'd love you to fill us in on. So as much as I sort of know about you at this stage is that you've got a background in in marketing, but you are now a facilitator of groups, and um, there was something very pivotal that led you to um, change your, your path and... Um, and you've got an absolute heart of gold sometimes I have people working in an official capacity to help support women affected by domestic abuse on the show and sometimes I'm lucky to have women who are supporting women in a voluntary capacity like yourself Kathy I would love um, that you have this heart that you want to reach out and support women it's so important for women to know that they are not alone in what they are going through because lord knows we all go through times where we definitely feel lost and alone I think a big part of the problem is not knowing where to turn for help. And then there is the shame and embarrassment that we can feel for being in the situation that we are in. Now, you and I uh, know that there is help and support out there for women. And you have experience with group therapy, which is really the main focus of our talk today. Can you please tell us a bit about yourself and your journey, and what led you to become a part of the Mending the Soul nonprofit organization?
1: Um, yeah, well, thank you, Sandy, for inviting me to do this. I'm very excited to be here and and to talk about this because I agree. I think this is a very important topic and to let as many people know as possible that there are resources available. And it's unfortunately more common than than I think most people realize, um, abuse. But um, one of the important things for me is that I, I hope to help women understand that that does not define them. It's just something that has happened to them, but they are, they are not that.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so I experienced abuse. Um, for a good part of my life from the time I was a child to um, even through my first marriage. And it was just what I knew. Um, And it wasn't until, oh gosh, like well into my second marriage when I realized I had never dealt with it. I just, I was functioning and I was fine. And that, that was the word I used all the time. If somebody Mm. said, I would say, fine, fine, I'm fine. And I meant it but it came out just like that. I'm fine, I'm fine. Yes. It wasn't until I saw some behavior in my daughter that I realized I'm not fine. (laughs) And um, I don't know if you ever heard, there's a story about um, uh, a dog who's pregnant with puppies. And there was an accident with a lawnmower And the dog had surgery and she was fine. The puppies were fine, but her back legs no longer functioned. So she walked around on using only her front legs Mm. and dragging her hindquarters. And then she went on to deliver a healthy litter of puppies. And when the puppies started walking, they walked like their mother. And when I heard that, I just burst into tears and I thought, because I hadn't dealt with my stuff, had I inadvertently hurt my children, And so that got me into counseling to deal with all that stuff. And, and that was helpful. And then I, years later, I found this, um, program mending the soul and I went through the program and then went through training. Once I went through it, I thought, oh my gosh, I have to tell as many people about this as possible because it was, it was the rest, like the therapy got me to a good point, but this got me to a point where I actually surrendered it all. Um, and started seeing myself the way I believe I I was created. Yeah. Um, and not through the lens of the abuse and the shame that that caused. So um, I just sort of started championing this in my area. I live in Connecticut. And anyone who would listen, I just started talking about it. And I do go to a church and I um, ask the leaders there, I said, Hey, can I just Put this out there in case anybody's interested. And so we did a whole Sunday just on this topic of abuse. Yeah. And I would have heard a pin drop. And when yeah. I was um, one of the pastors thanked me for, for being so vulnerable and trusting. The entire audience stood up and applauded. Yeah. Not what I expected. Yeah. Um, and then afterward, dozens of people approached me in the library and said, this was like the most powerful t- topic we've ever talked about here. And people would just tell me their story right yes. there. Um, so it, you know, again, confirmed that people have a need to be heard and seen and to let go of the burden that they've been carrying yes. their whole lives. It's incredible. So, and what got me away from um, working, because I was working in marketing for a nonprofit. Uh, for several years and um, I was driving on a beautiful sunny blue sky day and this 18-wheeler came out of nowhere and hit me and was just pushing me down the highway and I thought oh my gosh this is how I'm gonna go Um, and this was on the heels of a really tough year health-wise for me And I thought, after all I've been through in in 2015, this is what's going to take me out. Um, But it didn't. And when my husband came to pick me up from the wreckage because my car was totaled, I said, I need to quit my job because I'm not supposed to be doing that. I'm supposed to be doing something else. And Wow. Pursuing this type of thing.
0: What kind uh, of miraculous intervention did, did you have that you, you know... You had an 18 wheeler run into you and you walked away from that accident. That is, you know, nothing short of a miracle. Yeah. And actually,
1: that's not the first time that something like that has happened, which just again reinforces to me that I'm here for a reason and yes. I, I need to get busy doing whatever that is. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. Wow. I just, I, I'm, you know, so overcome by by that i am ready to to cry i'm just really overcome by that kathy it's just amazing i'm so so glad that you are still here and you're able to do this courageous work that you're doing um and i think you know for women who have been abused um that they there's a loss of confidence and it's something that isn't talked openly about very often and that makes it very hard to find people who you can share and entrust your story to and I think it's wonderful absolutely wonderful that you know you are able to stand up in front of a congregation and share your story and just get into that really vulnerable space and say this is me this is this is what I've been through and this is something that needs to be talked about because this isn't just happening for me this happens for so many women and we don't feel that when we're going through that. We feel alone. We feel isolated in in that experience. And um, and getting into a group to with other women who have been through similar experiences is just such a great gift, isn't it? It really
1: is. And the I'm working in my fourth small group right now, and each one takes. 12 to 14 or so weeks, depending on the the pace the participants um, work at. So some slower, some faster, but, and I I let them dictate that. Yes. Um, But the first two groups were in person and these last two were virtual.
0: Yeah, right. Because of the pandemic.
1: And I I wasn't sure when I started the third group, you know, how's this going to work? Because this is really tender stuff we're talking about. And these women have connected like I, you know, beyond my wildest dreams, it's incredible. Yeah, that's
0: fantastic.
1: It really is. Um, so I'm, I'm just thrilled and, you know, to see them empathizing with one another and, and being able to um, just understand and hold space. Yeah. And there's pain and there's no, there's no comparing like, oh, her, hers is worse than mine or, or, oh, that's nothing. Mine's not that at all. Um, everyone has their own story and, yes. um, and it, it's it really, it's a remarkable thing. And the, the first session I did, there was one participant who had told me from the beginning that she probably would not share her story. That's, that's part of the process is to be vulnerable. Yes. And that's what I do in the first session is I, you know, go through the, um, you know, protocol. Here's how things were, will work and unfold. And here's our schedule. And then I tell them my story, one, to model how to tell a story, you know, no graphic details, don't name yes. names, that kind of thing, but, and then to build trust, to show them I'm being vulnerable with you. And then they feel more comfortable being vulnerable. Yes. And one of the ones told me at the beginning, I don't think I'll share my story. And I said, you know, it's like any resource, you use it, how it works for you. Yes. So if you don't want to tell your story. I'm not going to call on you but I believe you'll get more out of this tool if you do that, but totally up to you. Several weeks in, everyone had told their story and she left the group and texted me. She must've texted me when she got to the parking lot because she, it was just two minutes after she walked out the door and she said, can you send me the guidelines again for how to tell my story? That absolutely, because she had thrown them away. That's how sure she was. So I, I absolutely so I sent them to her. Two weeks later, she told her story, and then the last week of of our group, she said, "I'm confounded that I shared my story with you, and I feel so much better." Yeah. So I just oh. I had skills. I thought this is remarkable. It's
0: you know it's such a weight that women carry around with you know with what has happened to them and um it it is liberating you know and you experience so like this this you've just let go of this heavy weight that you've been lugging around with you all this time and now it's it's out and you've shared it in a safe space with other women who get it because they've gone through similar stuff so I know I've you know I did participate in some in a group um, therapy program um, at one stage very early on after I did my second relocation from um, escaping the abusive relationship that I was in, and I had a very similar experience it was it was wonderful to be in a group with other women who had been through um, similar stuff. And, yes, everybody's story was different. Everybody's experience was different. But it was great sharing our experiences and being able to offer each other support and encouragement to, you know, to get through. Because, you know, even though you're on the other side, that doesn't mean that you're through challenges and some of these women who you know i was still very vulnerable at the time i didn't know whether there was still you know real challenges ahead of me in terms of my safety and my children's safety um and there were other women in the group who had lots of things to contend with, you know, where they, some had their children had been, you know, taken away and they were, you know, going through the courts to um, regain custody of their children and just, you know, like the most heartbreaking, you know, challenges that these women were facing. And it was a wonderful experience. We all felt such a strong bond with each other. Um, because we had that shared experience and uh, yeah it it's a wonderful thing I know that you will also encourage women to try and connect with a group therapy program to help them to heal and and grow and get that sort of support that they need. I just wanna take a quick break. I just wanted to tell you about a little competition I am running at the moment to hopefully put a bit more sparkle into your day and help you feel special and valued. I believe every girl deserves a bit of sparkle power. So once a month, I'm giving away a gorgeous tiara to one lucky listener. Here's what you need to do to go into the draw. Just write a review on your favourite podcast app, paste it onto your Facebook stories and tag me, Sandy Johnston, Your reviews help other women find the podcast more easily, which means the absolute world to me. Okay, now back to today's episode. So I'm just going to ask you a few questions. From your experience within the group, what was one of the greatest challenges you faced with the group and what did you learn from it?
1: Um, in one of the groups, um, there was a person who, uh, probably, cause I go through an intake process with each of the participants, um, to make sure that they're in the right space. Yes. Uh, if they're currently in an abusive relationship, I can't work with yeah. them beyond my capacity. Um, and I need to keep everyone safe in the group. And so I'm, I'm trusting that they're answering the, the, the questions um, honestly. And then I do an interview with them. Well, one of the women, I, I believe she wasn't in the right space, but I didn't realize it until we were into the workshops. Um, and I think she actually was re-traumatized mm. by them, which is unfortunate. I tried talking with her separately um, about this and and what I got was hostility and defensiveness, which makes sense um, because she yeah. wasn't. I, I think she just wasn't. I don't know if she wasn't capable or she didn't want to or a combination of the two. Yeah. Um, able to face uh, yeah. what it was that she because she wanted also to be a facilitator. So I think she wanted to get through this so then she could go through the you know the training and then have that um, certification and. Um, so that was that was difficult to to watch that unfold and to try to help and not be able to because yes. you can't help someone that is refusing. Yeah. To be helped.
0: Yeah. So yeah, no, I can I can totally um understand that. Um yeah, that did make me think of um yeah how how revisiting um what we've been through can trigger trauma and that's you know that's a big part of the healing process um and you know i know that when you get involved with say the police and with the courts and uh even with support services retelling your story time and time again can bring up the trauma for you and you know make things um, feel much worse again Um, and it's something that I think if we talk about it and say this is a possibility that this is something that might come up for you in part of the process of your healing that it's it's actually normal to experience this like you know don't think that um you're not doing well because you're still feeling traumatized by what you've been through you know this is a time for you to um give yourself the space then to then have those self-care things in place so that if you are feeling traumatized that you're not pushing yourself too hard through it to and having high expectations of yourself and I can speak from personal experience because I'm I used to be a perfectionist I joke about it Kathy because I I used to be a perfectionist until I had four children and then I gave up (laughs) For sure I lowered the bar <laughs> but I know from my own experience that that was a hard lesson that I needed to learn along the way because I I just so identified with you when you were talking about I'm fine I'm fine that was exactly what would come out of my mouth all the time and there was no way I was actually fine but because I held myself to a standard that that's what I needed to be that's what came out of my mouth and I wasn't going to allow myself to be anything else but that in doing that I had all of this stuff going on inside of me that was so damaging and you know and awful so um It is a process and we do need to learn to be kind to ourselves through that process and that's often much easier said than done but um, if I can encourage anybody that revisits their trauma that when they go into that space, if they can step back and just allow themselves some time to reach a place of calm, you know, do something really that makes you feel good again that makes you feel valuable again you know whether it's you know take some time out to to have a nice bath or you know take some time out to do a meditation you know i find i love guided meditations they work really really well for me they keep me you know, that they keep me in a healthy mindset. So I know meditations work for some and they don't work for others, but um, maybe you've got some, you know, some tips in your program that you give to women to help them on that self-care level. Kathy, what do you
1: have? Actually, I told, to spin off of what you had said earlier, I told uh, women at the onset that you, you will be halted um, as you go through this. So don't think it's like, oh, I'm going to read the book. I'm going to do the exercise. We'll talk about it. I said, it is going because you're talking about your trauma, you know, and the abuse. So it, it will trigger stuff. So when you're working on the exercise, so when you're reading the text, working on the exercises, don't schedule something right after it. And yeah. We, we meet every week the same time for two hours. Do not schedule something right after it because you will need time to just be. So like you had said, take a bath, but plan on doing something for yourself, by yourself, just, you know, go for a walk, meditate something, you know, you know, what works for you. So I've encouraged all of them to do that. And I learned this because when I went through the training to be a facilitator, I had to go through exercises and questions and interviews and whatnot. And of course I'm, I'm in a good place, but I'm, dredging all this stuff up. Yeah. And I noticed when I didn't give myself that, that room to just sort of be and sit with it, that I was very snarky. And I'm, I'm normally a, a reasonably patient person, but I'm, I'm moving through the days. I'm thinking, why am I upset about that? Why am I griping about that? Why am I snapping at my husband about this? And then it occurred to me like, Oh, I'm carrying all this. All these bricks around with me that yeah. I just focused on for the last two hours oh so and for me journaling is a really good outlet yes. because I am a writer so I would sit and write whatever and it wasn't necessarily about that it was just an outlet and, yes you know, putting words down or you know walking my dog sometimes um So yeah, so I wanted people to have a realistic expectation when they came into this. And even at the end of it, you know, at the end of the 12 or 14 weeks, not like, okay, I'm done, I'm all better. You're hopefully you've got some resources, you have some um, new language um, and some coping skills that you may not have had before, but there will still be triggers in your life. Things will still catch you. And even I've gone through this again, Several times again, I went through the program. I went through the training. I've gone through this now four times. There are still things Mm. that'll stop me, and I'll stop and think, "Okay, what's what's happening?" And I can work through it much more quickly now. But it's still like it's in you know like a cellular level.
0: Yeah,
1: I'll ever be completely over it, but I'm I'm managing it much better than I did you know ten years ago.
0: Yeah. 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 I think it's really good to talk about that, that it's not like we, we do the work and, mm. um, and it can help us, you know, have more of an awareness. It can help us to have realizations about, you know, what we're doing and why we're doing it it can help us with strategies in how to cope with these things and how to work through them as you say but it doesn't mean to say that that's the end of the work <laughs> it's <laughs> that we it's it is ongoing and that's okay because it's all just part of human development and growth and um and lots of people go through lots of different types of trauma and grief and loss and even things like you know what's happening just all around the world with COVID-19 at the moment and all the instability that that has caused and all the uncertainty and the way in which people have been asked to just adapt in their life to restrictions and changes and you can see how much it's destabilized people and how how that kind of destabilization is coming out in people's behavior and their attitudes and you know their loss of control basically and i think if we just understand that um or don't think that there's Mm -hmm. something you know like severely wrong with us because because we have these flaws or we have these um we haven't quite got there yet we're still and with something like ptsd you know which a lot of women experience after they've been through an abusive relationship the, the ptsd you know some of the triggers you'll be able to that you'll know what they are, you know, before they they happen, you'll know, oh, that's definitely going to be a trigger for me. But then there are other things that happen that are just quite sort of normal and like little things, little inconsequential things. And it triggers you. And you're like, where did that come from? Why why am I having this kind of, you know, reaction to what just happened? And so there's stuff to just continually unpack in the process. But as long as we just don't feel like a dysfunctional sort of basket case because we're, you know, we're still having to come up against these things and work through them and we understand Mm -hmm. that's okay. It's just it's really, really okay to be that way and when it does happen. That's a time where we have to sort of look and see what are our coping strategies, you know, how can we get through this and keep going and, you know, instead of falling down because, you know, something's triggered us, which can happen, does happen. And if that does happen, again, it's not good to beat ourselves up about it, but give ourselves a bit of space to have that time. And when we're ready, get up and, and keep going again. So,
1: Well, one of the things I, I learned through the training uh, was, again, talking about coping mechanisms. And I never had thought about mine, but I was able to identify them. And I realized when I'm feeling... Like one of my triggers is to be marginalized. So because I was invisible as a child, yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't like feeling invisible by the people who are important to me. Yes. Um. And so when I feel that way, um, my coping strategy is either to withdraw. If I can't leave, I will just withdraw within myself and just get yes. quiet, and small. Or if I can leave, I will physically pull myself out and go somewhere else where I can feel like I'm, you know, it's like a solo pursuit. Um, and so like in the last year or so something happened in my home, my husband and son were here and I felt marginalized and I thought I didn't get upset. I just thought, Oh, well, and I just removed myself. And I, I came up to my, this is my writing room where I'm in there right now. And I just came up here and started doing something else. Well, then my husband came up and started talking about the movie that they were watching, and I said, "You you know, the reason I left was because I felt marginalized, and here's here's what you did, and here's how I interpreted that." Well, he changed the subject, so I'm telling you, I felt marginalized, and you're marginalizing me now. So I had a little (laughs) moment, and hold on here, and you know, like, oh, you know, sorry, 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 obtuse, whatever. And so he walked out, and then my son walked in and he said, um, Were you upset? Like, did you leave because you're upset? And I said, No, I felt marginalized. That's one of my triggers. And here's how I cope. And so I, we had this conversation about all that. And it was wonderful to be able to just have that conversation with him without blaming anyone for anything, without yeah. being upset or hostile. But before, I would have just said, Nope, not upset. Yes. You know, like, because I would have still been withdrawing, but here I felt safe and I had the words, you know, the vocabulary to say, oh, here's what I was actually doing. Here's doing, here's why I was doing it. And it's like, okay. And so he actually got very good at identifying that behavior in me. And he would come find me and say, you know, what's going on. So, He's going to be amazing when he gets a life partner.
0: Yeah. That's such a breakthrough, isn't it? That was such a breakthrough that you had.
1: So, so yeah, this program has been helpful for a lot of reasons for me in my own life. Um, But then, and again, I I mentioned to you, I use other resources as well. Um, I'm, you know, I go to, I take seminars, I read, Um, I was talking to someone this morning who's a um, psychotherapist. Um, because they realize I can't help anyone beyond my own capacity. So the more I know and about myself and what inhibits me and, and trauma and how it affects people, the better facilitator I can be for other people.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, I love, uh, you know, I love being, on the path of growth and development i think it's such a, a happy path to be on isn't it
1: yes absolutely
0: yeah i love that yeah i've seen um, some photos of your family and you look like a very loving tight-knit group so yeah, my children. I've got three children who are still um, in those teenage years at the moment, and um, and COVID has been a, a blessing in disguise for my family because it's actually because we had times where the kids were home doing remote learning, and in those times, um, it actually helped us to come closer together as a family so um yeah so I'm very very happy for that because you know my kids have been through you know I don't talk a lot about my kids on the podcast but you know they have been through um some very traumatic times in their life with what we've been through and um and so of course they you know they've got their own baggage that they're carrying from their experiences and um that's a really interesting you know thing as a family you know who are all in a process of recovery I've you know re, re-partnered remarried and I've you know finally found a really good man who's actively playing a part in helping me put, you know, safe boundaries around the kids and um, he's got his work cut out for him, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's, not, it's not an easy path all the time when, you you know, um, you're dealing with, you know, four, four people in a household who are sort of in a recovery, you know, stage, <laughs> trying to, you know,
1: get... I think mean, it's great that you're doing this um you know very open and that you have you have a sense of humor about it yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
0: when awesome. well, not every day is a great day you know but we yeah. you know we um we do love each other and um and we work through things so you know I try and give my kids space when I see that they need the space and um and when there's an opportunity to to work through things and you know that's what we do so yeah it gets messy sometimes but that's life isn't it
1: Yes, absolutely
0: yeah yeah Okay, Um, what advice would you give to women to find a
1: suitable support group to join? Um, Actually, so far, everyone who's found me has been word of mouth. Um, I mean, I thought about putting something on Facebook. I just haven't had to yet um, because I like to keep the groups to three. Um, I've had as many as five. The problem is not everyone gets a chance to talk so three seems to be the sweet spot um so well and you know social media is is great for that kind of thing because i was thinking um, when we first started talking you talked about connecting with other women one of the women in the kathy heller made to do this um where i i met you yeah and i i'm sorry her name escapes me but she posted something and it there was a word that just resonated with me and i thought oh this woman and, and she may have said something as as openly as trauma i don't re- recall but i just remember thinking i need to reach out to her and so i sent her a private message and said hi you know i'm Kath, and i do this and and so we exchanged messages back and forth and um but was able to kind of give her a little insight in um like where she might look or what types of resources are available but i had said something to her like she she said something about you know feeling like she needed to have it all together or something which of course we we never i felt i never will i will never have it all together (laughs) and that's okay i'm not i'm not i'm not let's say it it. we will never have it all together
0: never ever
1: (laughs) but i said to her um in my 20s, I was um, insecure because you talked about confidence. And that's what made me remember this. So I had no confidence, I was insecure. And I had terrible boundary setting um, skills. Yeah. And she wrote back and said, Oh, my gosh, you just described me. Yeah. I thought, wow, there, you know, there it is right there. So it's, you never know, saying, something and i i didn't again i don't have a shtick. i don't follow you know every every conversation is organic um so the fact that i said that and it resonated with her it's like okay now i feel like i can connect with this person because she knows yes you know, she knows who i am and so yeah. we were able to have a really good substantive discussion just through facebook messenger yeah you um, so I think again, willing to be vulnerable and, and, and I may post something after this session ends. I think I'm going to take a little break, um, probably through the rest of the year. And then I'll, I'll probably start another group at the beginning of 2021. Um, so I may post something on Facebook and hopefully if people don't need it themselves, they may know someone, yes, you know, and share it. But um, yeah, I would say just for women looking, just start asking people because you never know. And they, you know, we're, we're probably more connected than we realize.
0: Yeah, that's it. I think that's, uh, that's a good point is to just um, start asking. Uh, I, I try and refer um, women on to free online counseling support services. And I think that they're a fantastic resource as well, because they are very connected to other services and organisations. So, uh, you know, that might even be a a way that women could find group therapy is by, you know, asking an online counselling service if they know of any in their area that they could tap into. So it would be really lovely, you know, now that, you know, we're talking about it. There is definitely scope for this on online with Facebook, you know, for people to be doing this kind of facilitation role that you're doing, and have these small pod groups like you're having um, to, you know, enable women to tap into to this. It's a tricky time at the moment because things tend to change, you know, uh, quite a bit with what we can do when we can do it. But online is sort of a consistent platform at the moment for people, isn't it, where they can, yeah, yeah, they can connect with people quite consistently. So, yeah, it's, uh, for I took about 10 years off technology altogether because of what I was going through. Just I needed to do that to stay safe. Um and so this is—I'm just really have only just gotten back into it. You know, from that time that I did that challenge, the Kathy Heller mm-hmm. challenge, that was the time I was just starting to dabble, get my feet back into the online world, and it's been a massive learning curve for me because, you know, I, I'm very old school and very behind the times with everything social media and. Um, And I'm getting there, but I certainly still have a long way to go. But I'm seeing the benefits in those, um, the relationship building that it's not, you know, you can find genuine connections through social media. Um, It's just a matter of seeking out the right people. And like you said, you gave that example of that, Um, you know finding another person in that Kathy Keller group and there was just one word that she said that made you think I think we've got something a connection I'm going to get in contact with her directly and um, yeah and that's but I, I would love to see pod groups starting up on Facebook as support groups for for women to come to so you've actually inspired me because I'm not doing a Um, anything like that at the moment and it's something I could possibly offer in addition to doing my one-on-one coaching so I'm really yeah so much scope isn't there like we've just got to keep our minds open to the scope and the possibility there and yeah there's all there's so much that we can do. So now I just want to take a quick break and tell you about the offers that I mentioned at the beginning of the episode. The first is a free guide with five tips to gain confidence and courage to deal with the tough stuff. The second is a discovery call, which I would normally charge for, but this one is on me, my gift to you. For the month of November. In this call we can chat about where you are at, what you are struggling with and what solution you are looking for. I want you to have useful tips you can implement in your life today to help you get started on the road to recovering control over your life and your choices. I get that your trust is broken and you don't know where to turn. That's why you can have this chat with me to see if you feel okay about leaning on me and borrowing from my skills and experience. My aim is to help support you when you feel like it's time to explore something different, when you are ready to try something new to heal and grow. I help women transform from a poverty and scarcity consciousness, which is a perfectly understandable state of mind after going through financial abuse. To replace that with a mindset focused on personal and financial freedom. How does that sound? Is that something you would like to explore? Oh, and before I forget, I'll let you in on something I haven't yet released and I want to make available to anyone who subscribes to my mailing list and joins the Tiaras, Tears and Triumphs Facebook group before the end of 2020. This offer is designed to keep you motivated every single day of the year. Sound good? My promise is to give you a daily motivational affirmation every day in 2021. 2020 has been a tough year and I thought we can all do with a dose of positivity every day to help keep us motivated to deal with the challenges we face. To tap into any of these offers just visit my website www.sandyj.com.au. Now back to today's show. And my next question is what advice would you give someone who cannot bring themselves to share what is going on for them behind closed doors with somebody who could be supporting them?
1: So, well, and again, because I'm a writer So this this worked for me before I did find my voice Um, because I have journals from, I mean, way back. yeah Um, And I, I, again, I would just go into myself to keep myself safe. Um, So I would write or I would just make up stories in my head um, to, I guess, to kind of offset the chaos and the, the terror that was going on around me, and because I was so steeped in it, there there wasn't a safe person to talk to in my world when I was younger. Um, so I didn't have a choice. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, my my solace, my my saving, I guess, was through writing. And it, so it wasn't until I was older and able to you know take care of myself um that I finally found my voice and was able to say you know this happened um and, and again one of my other coping mechanisms is minimizing mm. so I would sort of like oh it wasn't that bad mm. you know fine? I'm fine you know bad things happened, but I'm fine it wasn't that bad or I would justify it to say well they had a tough go so mm. therefore you know who can blame so I did all those things um but again, before I, I was able to actually say it out loud to another human being, um, I, I found help for myself by writing it down, is that when I went through the training for this to be a facilitator, part of it was I had to write my story. And I had told it to, I, I used to write, when I wrote in my journals and made up stories, I just made stuff up. It wasn't what was going on with me. Um, And then I told a therapist, I told my husband, I told, you know, a best friend, but I'd never written my story. So for the training, I had to write my story. I put the pen to paper and I stopped and I couldn't do it. And I put the pen down and I walked away and it took me two days to get back to that paper. Mm. And, And I think because I found so much release all those years in writing, there was just something so powerful for me to actually put it on paper um and so i mean, that was a like a a watershed moment for me to actually write my story down because it made it that more that much more real yeah like, wow, yeah these things really happened and that was not okay
0: yeah
1: so yeah so I, do, I do think journaling helps i think um sometimes people find themselves writing things they did not know um was inside them
0: it does take it can take I'll just change that it can take time for and a long time before women are ready to talk to somebody about what's going on for them behind closed doors um what you said I you know like I can attest to doing exactly the same sorts of things you know the same sorts of Um, toning it down you know making it seem you know more inconsequential less less significant than what it actually was Um, I remember you know making excuses for his behavior because um, because he he was drug affected and so you know these things wouldn't have happened under normal circumstances and You know, the list goes on and on, and it took me a a long time. And I think I only had maybe one friend who I confided in, uh, you know, during that period. I didn't, I couldn't talk to my family about it. Um, There was, you know, like you sort of, as you've said, it's kind of like you sugarcoat things for other people. for lots of different reasons and it's not always about your vulnerability it's sometimes you look at other people and you think that's too much for them to to cope with for me to be talking to them about those things so it is you know again about finding the right people to talk to because there are people who can support you through these things and um And a free online counselling support service is a good place to start with the person that you can talk to and trust, you know, with um, telling them exactly what's going on behind closed doors because they've heard it all before and they know they're not going to judge you. They, you know, I only want to try and support you and what you're going through. Okay, so... Okay. So who has, who is someone who has been influential in helping you to overcome your self-doubts?
1: I just, I think back to like, there was one person in my life when I was younger who um, was a safe space for me, um, but she wasn't around as much as I would have liked as my, my paternal grandmother. Yeah. And when she died, I learned from my entire family that I was her favorite. Mm. And I thought, what? And everyone, I mean, unequivocally, they all like, oh, in agreement, oh yeah, absolutely. You were favorite, everybody knew. And I thought, how did I not know that? Um, And what I realized, you know, thinking back was that I felt completely loved unconditionally by this woman and that no one else has ever made me feel that way. Um, I always believed she was genuinely happy to see me, but I realized I believed everyone felt that way in her presence. I thought "This this is what your Nani does. She just loves you and she's a safe space. So I just assumed everyone felt that way with her and I guess not. So I think back and I have a picture of me with her, it's her birthday party. And I, I love that. And I'm like nine years old in that picture. And I love that nine-year-old Kathy. I look at that and I, I see this little girl who's so excited, who loves her grandmother so much. And I've got my little braids, you know, my little, my little sweater and stuff. And I just think, you know, she just is just so full of joy. And despite all the darkness going on, she can be there and celebrate with her grandmother and be happy that she's in her presence. So. Um, Yeah. so yeah so I have really great memories of time with her she was an incredible woman and I just feel so so blessed to have had her
0: that's beautiful that's beautiful that there was you know that there was somebody in within your family circle who you felt that kind of unconditional love from and you felt safe with so yeah and I thank you so much for sharing that What's one common myth about group therapy that you would like to debunk?
1: Um, I'm trying to think of what what are some myths about group therapy. Um.
0: Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I'm not sure what the myths are either about group therapy, except that you know, like yeah, perhaps that you don't sort of. G- trust in group therapy as being, you know, because you don't want to share your your personal stuff with other people because of a lack of trust in other people because, uh, you know, like a big part of being um, abused is your trust is shattered with that. You know, um, it's very hard for you to really, you know, trust in a person's innate good when you've been hurt so badly and so uh, and the thing with a a group is that it's a group of damaged people coming together so how how on earth is a group of damaged people going to help each other you know to uh, to get better and grow through that so i think that would probably be you know like maybe somebody's uh, you know thinking about group therapy you know how how does it benefit if you've got a group of broken women coming together
1: yeah and it's not also um, a a, a continuation of that it's not just a group of people sitting around complaining um so so yes everyone is is broken um to some extent or wounded but we're my job as a facilitator is to keep the conversation moving. Um, And if someone gets stuck in a spot, um, I try to help them, um, you know, I kind of like perspective. So I kind of just shift the thing, whatever it is. Um, So I don't tell people what to do or what they should do. Just how about if you look at it this way or I'll ask questions to try to help them see it differently. Um, so yes, yeah, so it's not a group of people just sitting around complaining. It's people sharing their hurts, um, the things that were done. And and the, the reality is we won't understand why people did what they did. Um, and that's not our job either, is to figure out why somebody hmm. hurt each of us and the way they hurt each of us. Our job is to understand like I had said before it that doesn't define you mm. use the trauma whatever someone did to you is because they had free will um and you unfortunately were there you experienced it but that isn't you and to help them understand who they are who they were created to be to be gentle with themselves when they have setbacks um and the fact that each of them has been through something traumatic helps each of them understand, Oh, you understand. Yeah. Right. So they're sitting among people who get it, who can empathize, not just sympathize like, Oh, you poor thing. No, I've walked in your shoes. Yeah. Uh, like one of the things I've experienced, I, I had a stillborn child. Um, I have a twenty. A nine-year-old daughter and I have a 26-year-old son and in between those two children I had a daughter who was stillborn um that's a really tragic thing yeah. to live through um and I had people say things like um well at least you have because my daughter Emma was too at the time <sighs> well at least you have Emma that's not empathy and that's no. not helpful no um, no so in, in these groups there are people who empathize because they've walked the same path, not mm. exactly um, the same path, but but they get it and they're able to lift one another up and say, oh, you know, I had a situation similar, not exactly, but similar. And here's how I navigated that. And that's yeah. how to get insight and perspective and empathy. Yeah. Yeah, so that's how I think broken people can help other broken people.
0: There's lots of empowering things I think going on within within groups like yours and ultimately, you know, that's what it's about, isn't it? It's about empowering um, yourself again and it's about regaining control over your life. And it was very interesting what you said uh, that it's not for us to figure out why the abuser did what they did because that is like a life sentence if you stay in that place it really does your head in it really messes with your head and it stops you from moving forward it's something that it's really important to let go of we you know like there's this thing inside of us that really wants to understand how they could do what they did and why they why they did what they did to us but we're never going to know that you know it's something that we really need to let go of and you know just accept that you know we we can't resolve that. and if we we try and stay in that place where we try and understand and try and get a resolution to that, it's going to hold us back, you know from we need to detach and you know let go and let go of the understanding, let go of the hurt, and just work on what we need to do to heal and become stronger and move forward and be happier in our lives so that we live a full life I have loved talking to you Kathy it's been such a an absolute pleasure but you you're you're an absolute treasure you're just absolutely gorgeous and um, just for the final question because this podcast is the tiaras tears and triumphs podcast what does this title mean to you as a woman?
1: Um, well, I actually brought this just in case.
0: Oh, my God. Aren't you gorgeous? I love your tiara. It's beautiful.
1: Is <laughs> it the name of your... I thought, oh, I have to pull out my tiara. <laughs> um, and I got this actually from one of the women I met and Kathy Heller's made to do this, Jenna Jake. So she sent this to me because she had a Tiara Tuesday um, lunchtime live. And I was chatting with her and I said, you know, I need to get myself a tiara. And the next day in the mail, I got this. So Oh, isn't she wonderful? And I got to say, I walk different when I'm wearing this.
0: Yeah, you do, don't you?
1: (laughs) You know, I think about like that nine-year-old girl thinking she needed a tiara. Yes. Um, so I'm I'm gonna wear this on on her behalf. Um, so it suits you, Tiara's tears and triumphs that um, I think we all deserve to feel the way I feel right now wearing this because um, I feel like I deserve it. You know, I feel special, like I'm doing something nobody else can do. Which I don't know exactly what that is, but I feel special and um, not in a, you know, aren't you so great, but I just feel like I, I can do things that matter and, and that are worthwhile. And I love that feeling. Um, and the tears, you know, like I said, I'm in a good place and, but I have things that halt me still. And I'm much more gentle with myself. And sometimes I don't even know why, you know, I'm having a moment and I am crying and think, you know what? I don't have to feel joy all the time. I, it's okay to be sad and not understand why. I'm just gonna feel what I feel, and you know, kind of try to think about it, but I'm not gonna overanalyze it. I'm not gonna beat myself up, and just kind of go with it. Um, and triumph. I, you know, I look at what I've gone through, um, and I laugh. Sometimes I, I joke with my husband and say it's amazing to me that I'm not on a clock tower shooting people um, because some of the stuff I lived through could really mess a person up. Yeah, And, and it did to some extent, I, I held myself back. I Like I said, I, I walked through the world for many years without confidence, without boundaries um, and without living to what I think my purpose is. So, but, so the triumph is letting go of that, what the mirrors in my world were telling me that I was ugly and unlovable and unforgivable and worthless. So I pushed away all those messages. It's Like, no, I am not those things. I'm not perfect, but I am not those things. I I try to do the right thing. I'm a kind person and I love, I love connecting with other people, whatever that looks like. So So I think that's worthwhile. And so I guess that's my triumph. Triumph,
0: yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think that um, it's a huge triumph what you're doing with facilitating, helping other women on their healing journey. I think it is a massive triumph. You, just, you should be so proud of yourself and the work that you're doing. You're a very beautiful woman inside and out, Kathy. Thank
1: you.
0: And I have loved talking to you today. Thank you so much for agreeing to come onto the podcast and chat with me. It's It's been wonderful. Thank you, Sandy. I, I totally enjoyed talking with you. We all go through dark times. When we do, we often feel alone. This is a safe space for you to come and look for some light. I'm a survivor of an abusive relationship and for a long time I had no voice because I was too scared to speak up and speak out about what was happening to me. shining on you to help you find your way out of the darkness. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. A note of encouragement. If you are struggling with your mental health, please reach out for support with some form of counselling. If you don't know where to start to find a counsellor, a good place to start is to talk with your doctor there are also many online counseling supports available and a word of advice if the counselor is not a good fit for you try another and if you need to try another until you have one that is the right fit for you tune in again for the tiaras tears and triumphs podcast helping women who have been hurt Acknowledges life's challenges and explores ways to meet these challenges head on to go from surviving to rising to striving and finally to thriving. The show includes interviews with other survivors who have come out the other side, who share their stories and insights as well as interviews with therapists and people working in support roles i am a survivor and i use my experience and skills to help other women like me please listen and be uplifted to rise in this safe space where dignity kindness and compassion are treasured And don't forget if you need some support, I am here for you. I don't want any woman to suffer alone in silence. I don't want any woman to feel oppressed and feel that there is no way out. I want you to know that you can turn a corner. I am a life change facilitator. I help women regain control over their lives. You can find me at au. Hey now, can you just pause a moment before you go because I need you to share your light and leave a review. Can you just take a quick minute to leave a review in iTunes to let other women know this is a show they can trust? It would mean the world to me if you could Help shine a light for someone who can't see the light at the end of their tunnel. I need you to do this for someone else who needs some support and encouragement. If you like this show, please subscribe and you will automatically be updated with future episodes when they are released. And please share this podcast with anyone you know who it might help. Thank you so much for tuning in today, sending you lots of love and light and above all else, wishing you well. You are brilliant. Keep shining. Stay safe, Sandy.